a formidable display for Shrewsbury Town at the Greenhouse Meadow and a thrilling point for AFC Telford. We've also got Bridgenorth bidding for another giant killing. All this and more in an action-packed pod. I'm Todd Nash. I'm here with James Garrison, our Shrewsbury Town reporter, and Matt Viney, our AFC Telford reporter. Let's start with Shrewsbury uh, this week. And uh, it was a bit of a bad start, wasn't it, with Scunthorpe uh, beating them at home and breaking that record? Yeah, it wasn't good, Todd. It was a uh, very unshrewsbury-like performance on Saturday. They really struggled to get any kind of intense intensity to their play. They fell a goal down inside three minutes with Leon Clark heading home uh, uh, across from his strike partner, Carl Hawley, and just didn't recover from there. Um, Scunthorpe looked the better side throughout the afternoon. Shrewsbury created very, very few chances uh, and could well have conceded a couple more had it not been for a really strong display from goalkeeper Chris Wheel. So Graham Turner came out on record saying it was the worst performance for quite some time and it's hard to disagree. It's hard to remember Shrewsbury being quite as flat as they were on Saturday. And it, it, it came out of the blue because the first five games of the season... Well, they hadn't got the points that they perhaps warranted for their performances, the, the, the displays were very good. Yeah, and um, I think we can blame you slightly, can we? Yeah, last <laughs> last week, I was always going to mention it. You are. Last week we were saying, because obviously this was the one, this would have broken the record. They, they'd equaled it before, hadn't they? And, and this one would have pushed them one more over, and, and sadly they couldn't quite do it. No, yeah, they would have... They would have um, they'd already passed the, the all-time record in terms of all competitions for Shrewsbury's unbeaten home run. This would have taken them into uncharted territory with 32 games unbeaten in the Football League. And they, they stumbled at the final hurdle. But it's been a fantastic run, hasn't it? You have to go back to, to March the 1st last year to find the last team to beat Shrewsbury, which ironically was very managed by Alan Neil, who was again in the visitors' dugout on Saturday with Scunthorpe. So Shrewsbury fans will be glad not to see him again for, for some time. But no, terrific, terrific uh, effort by this season's team and last season's to get such a sustained unbeaten run going at home. It was a bit of a shame that it came to an, an end in such a, a limp way last Saturday. Exactly, and uh, all good things, I suppose, they have to come to an end. And the important thing is that you bounce back, and uh, Shrewsbury did that on Tuesday night. Four changes, and it seemed to be a much better performance. Yeah, terrific, terrific display on Tuesday against a Coventry side who, to be honest, never really got in the game themselves. They're, they're, I was quite surprised how, how poor Coventry were, but let's take nothing away from, from Shrewsbury. They, they dominated from the first minute. They got the early goal this time with Darren Jones popping up with the an early header and that settled everybody down and then a couple of match Richards goal one penalty one he probably didn't know too much about a deflected header from Paul Parry's free kick and Marvin Morgan slotting home at a, a, a fourth as well so excellent performance from Shrewsbury and she says just what they needed after after the weekend and that should give them confidence going into this weekend as well Hartlepool away they're a bit of a hit and miss side yeah they got walloped 5 nil at, uh, at Preston on Tuesday night so they'll be really in a couple of times that they've really slipped up away from home and, and the home form's not been too bad so it, it, it's certainly no gimme for Shrews but there isn't going to be a gimme in this league this year is there but Town will go full of confidence as you say four changes on Tuesday which I think probably caught a few people by surprise we all thought that Graham Turner might opt for one or two but when the team sheets came up an hour before kick-off and there was four on there then as I say I think it caught a few people on the hop but but the four who came in did, did very well Joe Jacobson was solid at left back Michael Hector Again, the on-loan Redden defender looked looked a real class act at centre-half. Uh, Aaron Wildig worked tirelessly in, in midfield uh, and linked well with Luke Summerfield. And Terry Gornell, well, his all-round performance is very good again, but he just can't get this goal, can he? He missed, he missed one very good chance where perhaps his first tr- first touch let him down slightly and, and then had a, a goal disallowed for offside, which was a very marginal decision. But I guess when you haven't scored all season, it's the kind of, 
type of situation where the flag goes up when you don't want it to. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes these runs, they're very difficult to come out of, aren't they? And I've seen a couple of comments on our website this week saying that even though they struck four times um, on Tuesday night, there still might be the need for a new striker. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, possibly. I mean, Graham Turner's not going to rest on his laurels and immediately after the game on Tuesday, he said that he was still looking for players. He missed out on another one on on, on Monday. I, I think that without a doubt, they need, they need another striker. They need people who are going to start converting chances into goals, but I do think that Morgan and Gornell have got the ability to, to to get into double figures this season. Morgan's up to two now. Gornell, I think he, I genuinely do think he just needs one to go in off his backside or something just to get him him going. Um, but yeah, without a doubt, if, if Shrewsbury can bring in another striker, they're still trying to to fill the void for James Collins' sixteen goals last season. So yeah, they certainly need another striker, and I'm sure before too long we will see one through the through the doors at the Greenhouse Meadow. There you go, you've heard it from the man himself. Thanks, James. Uh, and now we'll move on to Telford with Matt Viney. And uh, it was a 3 free draw away at Cambridge on Saturday. So it was a good point for Telford, but it probably didn't feel like it. No, no, absolutely not. Um, straight afterwards, I think Andy Sinton was saying that it, it, it felt like a defeat, uh, which is understandable when they conceded 11 minutes into stoppage time. Uh, but given the massive uh, injury problems they had going into the game, uh, they... they to be fair, it was it was a really good point. They went there. I think they, they played Cambridge three times last season. Didn't get anything from any of the games. Uh, got a lot of plaudits the first time they played them in particular. I think they dominated the first half. Um, but I think they they'd almost certainly well they they would definitely rather uh, have had a, a three points snatched away at the death than than, than have nothing. Um, the, they had a. A centre back making his uh, debut uh, in Chilvers, Lim Chilvers, who was signed on Thursday night. Um, a slightly rejig back line again. Uh, Chris Taylor played left back, um, used to seeing him at mid- midfield. Um, but they, they were struggling going into the game. Uh, they lost Ryan Valentine, who had been expected to make the side uh, right on the eve of the match. But given that the preparation that they've had, uh, you, you can't reflect on it as being anything other than a, a really good point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's it's not an easy place to go and score three goals away from home, is it? I mean, although they, I know they've had a lot of injury problems defensively as well. So really, to, to grab the 3-3, free free, it was probably a little bit unexpected considering, as you say, last season. But it's been a decent start to the season for Telford, hasn't it? Yeah, all of the bookies were tipping them to go down at the start of the season. And they've, I mean, so far, they've made a complete mockery of it. They're in the top ten. Uh, they'll be playing uh, Mansfield on Saturday, uh, one of the big favourites to go up, one of the big uh, favourites for promotion. Uh, and I think there are only two points separating the two sides at the moment, uh, which which shows just how well they do. Mansfield have perhaps misfired a little bit, but they they found their form now. Uh, and the fact that the books are still in with a shout of uh, in with a shout of the, arguably the playoff places at the end of uh, this double header uh, shows just how well they've started. Yeah, you mentioned this double header, and it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because they've got Mansfield, as you say, and then next week they've got Newport as well, who, who as we speak, are top of the league. So, should be should be a tough week, and will they be happy to just get anything out of that? Um, I think two points wouldn't be an awful return at all, uh, given given the standard of the, the teams they're, they're they're playing. But they shouldn't have a lot of, of fear. Certainly, Mansfield, while they have got fifteen points on the board, they've lost three of the last four on their uh, on their travels. They don't travel particularly well, and the book said isn't isn't a particularly easy place to go to. So if they're on form, and they certainly if they're in free scoring form, like they were on Saturday, and they tighten things up at the back, then there's no reason why they couldn't get three points against Mansfield. And these uh, these injury problems that we've mentioned a few times, they've they've 
been really rocking the bucks for the last couple of weeks, but are they easing off at all? Is there anyone on the horizon to come back? Slightly. They've uh, they've got Luke Hubbins has, has set the Newport game as his target match. Um, it might come a little bit too soon for him. Um, if if he doesn't make that, then it's Gates head. But he is apparently making good progress. Uh, it'd be too soon to risk him on Saturday. But a lot of Bucks fans will be looking forward to seeing him back in back in the uh, in action. And uh, he he is imminently on the verge of returning to the first team. Chris Sharp's uh, back training with the Bucks uh, this week after a hernia operation. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be fit to start. I think it'll probably take a couple of weeks to get back up to speed. Uh, Jake Reed is also uh, making decent progress. Uh, Ryan Valentine is expected to be back on Saturday, but I would treat that with a note of caution because he was expected to make the Cambridge game and didn't quite get there. So they're still pretty depleted. They've got Chilvers in, who covers them in a, in a, a really troublesome uh, position and centre back, uh, and. Obviously, that the team that they managed to field, like they've got 50, they've got sixteen bodies that they can field, but uh, they they can't afford any more. Uh, they they didn't pick up any on Saturday, so they have got a, a they have got a decent side, but they really could do with a couple more back. Maybe in about two weeks' time, then uh, things will start to ease up. Dan Preston is serving the uh, it's his last the last game of a six game ban on Saturday, so he could be back for Newport County. Which would be would be a big boost to them, so things are slowly slowly returning to normal. But it's going to be a while before we get all of them back. So really, Sinton's hoping for anything this uh, this coming week in terms of points, and probably hoping to come away with a full squad and no more injuries. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we'll move on to the non-league teams now, and uh, as we said earlier, Bridge North back in FA Cup action uh, this week, James. Yeah, massive afternoon on tomorrow for for Mark Clyde's side. They make the trip to Leek. Uh, who play a, a level higher than Bridge North. Bridge North in the Midland Alliance League in Evo Stick League Division 1 South. In the second qualifying round of the FA Cup, Bridge North have already won three games to get to this position and they're now only, I say only, there's still obviously a long way to go, but only three games away from the first round proper. Fantastic start of the season for Bridge North. They're unbeaten. They're, they're looking good in the Cup, looking good in the Vars, flying high in the Midland Alliance. And why can't Mark Clyde side go there and do it tomorrow? They're, they've they're looking strong. They're scoring plenty of goals. They won five on last week at Racing Club Warwick in the in the FA Vars, and what a big opportunity for them. There's a real buzz about the place. I was speaking to Mark earlier, and that they're, they're having a coach, which is an unusual for that level. They're you, normally a convoy of cars, but there's a coach going to leak on on Saturday, uh, and they're, they're really up for it. And another big chance financially. They've already pocketed seven thousand pounds from FA competitions this year in prize money, which is a massive amount of money for a club like Bridge North. And another four and a half up for grabs in 90 minutes on Saturday. So it's a, it's a huge day for Bridge North. Wow. Well, we wish them all the best, as we do our, all of our Shropshire clubs this weekend. Just a quick note that uh, we've got two new bloggers starting on our website this week. Uh, the two Robs, Roden uh, and Hughes, who are covering Shrewsbury Town and Telford, respectively. Uh, log on to ShropshireStar.com, have a read of what they've got to say and add your opinion. We'll be back next week. <laughs>